Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We got a great lineup for you today. Today, we're going to take you on a journey of the mystical, the magical, the astrological. I like I made that word up, Benny. Astrological. That was pretty clever. Did you hear me say that? Yeah. Did you hear me say astrological? (laughs) Is that like a new, is that going to be like adaptogen? Astrological. Oh, no, we got to work with a little bit. It seemed a little bit of a tongue twisterish, it. you know. So it's uh, like a tongue twister and a throat turner and a, oh <laughs> just like God. that. You got it, Benny, Benny, Benny. Let me tell you what happened. Uh, we were uh, there for you know Dr. Darvish, Dr. Nusheen Darvish, right? You got everybody has heard me talk about her now for like almost fifteen years, but uh, this is the doctor out of Bellevue. Uh, Dr. Nusheen Darvish, that in 2005 took my medical case on. Yes, the mystery medical phenomenon that took over my body. She took it on, along with Dr. Overman. Uh, And so I had the best of both worlds, Benny. I had the traditional medical doctor, and then I had the best naturopath on on the planet, who's also a certified oncologist, certified anti-aging, Uh, you name it. But both of them took that on. And as a result of that, I am healthy, I am well, and I'm even alive today and and not walking and not in a wheelchair, which was my fate in 2008 and nine. But I want to say that we got to do something on Friday that was so amazing. Dr. Darvish and the team at Holistique Medical Center opened up the first IV lounge in the state of Washington, but did it in a way, and we have video of this. We were doing live Facebook live all day for the event. But what I want to say about it is when you hear IV lounge and you see how popular all of those are becoming, especially on the East coast and on the West coast, they usually come out of the gate with a very kind of Benny. It's like a spa kind of thing, right? But Dr. Darvish came out differently. She came out with a wellness energy. Um, Everything from there being beautiful prayers and affirmations behind the walls to zero gravity chairs to a special ENG3 machine, oxygen. She put in a class A clean room, Benny, to actually mix the IVs. And so when I think about what I got to experience on Friday, and Benny, you should have been there. Dr. Darvish and I actually had to pedal a bicycle to mix our smoothies. Oh, really? (laughs) Well, both of us in skirts. Mine had a giant slit down the side. Dr. Darvish's was way short, but we kept it clean. Uh, And actually, she beat me. 
by the time I was done, I think I needed like five treatments <laughs> to well, just catch my Well, breath. we know you're very ladylike and you're just keeping up for it. So oh, right. my God. That is so not me. But <laughs> it was the funnest thing. The line to get into the Ivy Lounge was like it took up the whole parking lot. And then to watch people actually get acupuncture treatments, to get reflexology treatments, you know, to get IVs. And the IVs that she offered were crazy. Now, I couldn't get the one that I wanted because there were so many people there, I didn't want to take up time. So she had everything from an athletic performer IV to, I know you don't do this anymore, Benny, a hangover IV. Mm-hmm. And I know you don't do that anymore. No, no, no. I've, and, never, I've no, never done no, that, actually. No, no. Yeah, that's true. An energizer IV, an immune booster, a jet setter, anti-aging, detox, uh, brain power. This is now, it used to be, Benny, that you had to wait to get these treatments. Now you can come in, get the treatments. You can also get uh, shots for B12 for, I mean, I have just not seen it. So I'm not going to say any more about it because we're going to bring her on. We're actually going to put some of the clip together for you all and play it. But if you want to find out more, you can go to seattleivylounge.com or holisticivylounge.com. But the reason I want to talk about it is because people like me who spend hours and hours and hours in a chair in a day and age, and you know this, Benny, because you've been on this journey with me. If I would have said to anybody, I'm sitting in Dr. Darvish's office back in 2005 and six, right? And I'm getting a glutathione push or I'm sitting in her chair and I'm getting a Myers IV or I'm sitting in her chair and I'm getting a dot, dot, dot. Most of you back in 04 and 05 would have said, what the bleep is that girl talking about? Today, we believe in more than disease. We believe in the magic and the as as my guest is about to say, we believe in the magic and the lore of what is being brought forward that is so ancient, so ancient, and now being brought back to the state of wellness, which is natural healing. So those of you, you can go in on a lunch hour or any hour during the day, go get it done. You know, today... Benny, I look back at this, and as we get ready to do the show, and the first, first amazing guest I have is Anwen Avalon joining me here today. But the forward has been written by Sky Alexander, who's on next hour. Today, we're talking about water witchcraft, magic and lore from the Celtic traditions. And this really ties into what I'm saying, because when we take a look at what has come from the past and what we have decided not to bring forward, what we have decided to really classify as something that has, you know, most people skeptical about. One of the things we want to say out of the gate is this idea of living and surviving years, thousands and thousands of years, you've got to ask yourself as a culture, as humanity, how the bleep did we ever make it? How did we make it getting sick? How did we make it energizing our body? How did we make it becoming creative and innovative? How did we make it 
you know, as thorough beginners of thought. How did we make it? Today, I want to introduce you to one of the ways we make it because people like Anwen, what they are doing is they are bringing forward ancient wisdom and knowledge. And I want to say this, Benny, our, our, our fabulous Sarah Main is doing the same with Sanskrit. So what is it about the energy of Anwen, a witch, a priestess, the founder of Trisk, I'm not going to say this right. I say it, Triskyle or Triskyle, Rose. She's going to talk about that. What is she doing in bringing this forward as an award-winning international known dancer, repertoire of water and mermaid-themed belly dancer? And more importantly, what is it about honoring mermaids in our pop culture that has never, ever, ever been more popular? I just got done watching an entire series. I think it was on Netflix or something. But what is our fascination with all of this? Let's take a short break, if we could, Mr. Benny. And when we come back, we are going to have the most amazing, amazing conversation about water and about energy. More important than I think many of us like to begin to imagine. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on the Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at TracyLClark.com. 
The knowledge book currently studied in 39 countries and 15 languages around the world accelerates our evolution, takes us out of depression, offers universal truth, protects us, and makes us stronger, both spiritually and physically. So if you are interested in the knowledge book, visit usa.thenowledgebook.net and tune in to the Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Potasic on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. You know, I, I so wanted to introduce all of you to Enwin Avalon for a lot of reasons. Uh, and so much so, Benny, we'll probably skip the last break. Uh, or so, so we can really open up this conversation. You know, for those of you out there, we also have three copies of the book, Water, Witchcraft, Magic, and Lore from the Celtic Tradition, um, authored by Anwen. But most importantly, you know, we want to talk about, and, and I think, Anwen, I, I, I just briefly mentioned a few of the things that you have done in your life. But I want to start out with the conversation of water, um, I think if we go back over time, we can really trace this, not just a fascination with water, but an honoring of water and an honoring of water in spiritual ways. So when we talk about water witchcraft, we're talking about something that's practice of water and using water magic it, to focus on transforming. And I want to ask you, what do you make of our pop culture today and its fashion fascination with many of the things you've put in the book. Wow. Well, that's a big question. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, there, there's a couple things actually, and I've I've actually thought about this um, quite a bit. Um, but there's a few things I think that are are really bringing this to the surface, and um, it's the pollution and the in you know the endangering of the water that we have currently that we've never experienced before um you know water was in general always fresh and clean and running but now even fresh sources can be completely contaminated um i think that the spirits the land spirits that are connected to the water and places where there is a lot of water are kind of crying out to be heard and I think that they often try and speak to us in ways that we understand. And I think that a lot of that is being bled over into some of the pop culture um, TV shows and, and stuff like that. But at the same time, we have this, this deep connection with water. And we, I mean, we are made of water, depending on, on you know, your age and, and how much water you drink. We're anywhere between 60 and 80 percent of water. So we are water creatures, um, even though we live on the land. Um, but I do think that it has a lot to do with the water and the spirits and just the general energy around it is really saying, Hey, wake up. Um, because once the water's gone, so are we, you know, you open up the book and for those of you out there, I am so thrilled. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about water witchcraft. You know, this this is really a beautiful way to open up the book where you set the stage for the magic of water and the magic of water. And I love I love this water magic form. I'm going to call it a water magic formula that you lay out intent plus water plus delivery method equals magical change. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that, because I think that is the basis for a lot of what you present in the book. 
correct? Yes, absolutely. So um, there's two very famous uh, witches or mystics um, from from history that have defined magic, um, paraphrasing, which is change in accordance with will. And so that was a lot of the foundation for my own practice. But when I started practicing water magic and bringing that in, water then became the vehicle for that change. And I was introduced to Dr. Emoto work. And if you're familiar with him, he um, has passed away, but he yeah. was a scientist from Japan. And the basis of his work was that vibration and um, energy could change the molecular structure or the, the crystalline structure, excuse me, the crystalline structure of water. And so he spent many years um, collecting water from different places and comparing sacred sites to polluted sites and water that was um, had Mozart played to it versus heavy metal. And then what water that had been spoken to love over and over versus water that had been spoken to hate over and over and then compared those and they were so different. And so that, if you think about yourself as a vessel, even things like negative self-thought can really ch change the structure of the water that's in your body. And that those negative self-thoughts or, or, you know, that negative stressful type of energy can then be absorbed into the body and then create um, disease and um, tension and, and blocks and the other side of that is that the you know the, the more positive and uh, loving we are to each other, the better our bodies then, which are holding this water, will vibrate. They'll vibrate at a higher frequency and higher level, raising our vibrations. Well, let me ask you this, because my experience was I lived on the East Coast. And of course, I grew up in New York. I was on the East Coast. And, you know, no, I didn't live on the water per se. But I did live close to the water as a kid. I mean, people don't think it's the Bronx, New York as being on the water, but it, it is really. I mean, people think that's New York, but New York is like an island. And then there are all these boroughs and they're all like got water. And I live by Throg's Neck. But that water experience was very different than when I moved to Seattle. When I moved to Seattle, and it was kind of a spontaneous move back in 1993, Something seriously changed in me. I mean, noticeably changed in me. And I, and I want you to really talk about it because you address this in the book. I'm the same person, but something transformed from me on the East Coast, very driven, worked my way up the corporate ladder, that kind of thing. And then I come out here. And I start to draw, I start to sketch some incredibly bizarre things from nowhere. My energy changes. Um, I start to do things and participate things in more spiritual way. And I literally lived in Seattle. Every day I looked at the water. But there's something fundamental about what you just said and what happens on different coastlines. Not to mention, I ended up going to school in L.A., and that's another story. But can we transform differently by different bodies of water that are surrounded by different cultures of people? Absolutely. Um, I've also had the pleasure of living on the East Coast and on the West Coast. Yeah. And I, I definitely can tell you that there is a 
very big energetic and personality difference between the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Ocean and even different for um, say like the the oceans that are surrounding like uh, Japan for instance I lived in uh, Japan for a little bit and it's very different there than uh, and then the north east coast is much different than the southeast coast yes um, and even though um, New York and England technically share a very similar body of water. I've stood on the coast in Cornwall and felt very, very different than the coast of North Carolina. And there's a temperature difference as well. And I think that that's into it because it shows that there is a difference in the water. And I know that there's a saying, um, all water is one water and that kind of stuff. But I actually don't subscribe to that. Um, I think that they're very, very different. And they have individual personalities um, and and groups of spirit um, or energy, depending on, on what you might want to call it, um, that are connected to the different bodies of water. Very much so with the ocean versus a lake and a lake versus, versus a sacred spring. The types of spirits that dwell there are often very different, but then you'll see overlaps as well. So, for example, mermaids are yeah. often associated with the ocean, but they're also found in freshwater bodies as well. Um, but they're different types of mermaids. And people don't know that, though. See, that's one of the things I was fascinated by. We don't see, we don't, uh, unless you're watching sort of the Netflix series and things that I'm watching, we don't, we don't know that about mermaids, right? That they exist in both places. But what you're talking about is vibrational differences, but not one better than the other, right? So I just want to be clear about that. I'm not saying that when I moved to Seattle, I was better than I was on the East Coast. I was different, it activated, right? yeah, it activated different uh, energies or vibrations for you. Um, maybe more creative, it sounds like. Yeah, totally. Um, the other thing that I find really fascinating about the Pacific Northwest is not only are we right there on the Pacific Ocean, but there are so many sacred springs and freshwater springs and water sources and rain. And I find that there's a lot of similar but different energy to the Pacific Northwest and the UK. Um, and I think that a lot of that has to do with not, not only the plants, but cause they're very similar, but the springs oh. and the springs are something that, um, have been sacred springs and wells have been worshiped and worked with and connected to and found as sacred and holy since the beginning of time. Um, and just about every religion, um, even Christianity, finds sacred wells um, as, as these important, holy places. Um, in the UK, there's a lot of churches that uh, have St. Anne's Well or St. Mary's Well. Um, and this is something that they've been named because of, uh, you know, the medieval uh, Christian uh rise they they took over a lot of the pagan sites but we have a lot of that out here in the pacific northwest as well and we just don't have the the history um that we do in the uk well i, I should take that back there is the history there it's just first nations and a lot of it hasn't been shared with us or uh we haven't dug into it right it's not as readily available as 
right. what we would find in the UK and Europe. But right. there are many, many sacred, uh, sacred places here. In fact, there's sacred springs all over. There's one just 20 minutes up the road for me that has been forgotten to time. Um, yeah. Yeah. In the turn, turn of the century, it was a big hot spot for the spa treatments. You bring your family out for the weekend and you partake in the waters. And partaking of these sacred waters and these holy waters is something that, that we've been doing for ever and ever and ever. And I think that the Romans did a really good job of preserving a lot of the um, historical uh material that surrounds that because we have these wonderful baths and these wonderful temples that are surrounding sacred springs you know let's talk about if we could because this sets the stage for a lot of what you have in the book and and what you've written in the book there has been over time i think this beauty of water and nature and people, and just creatures, let's just call them, right? But there's always been this fascination. I'm trying to think of a single anything that I've ever seen with magic that didn't have some form of water in it, right? Or something related to it. You know, clearly there are some practices in, whether it's witchcraft or magic, that are fire-related. But mm -hmm. water has the energy of the water planets, for sure, has the energy of what you talked about in the transformation and frequency. But it's also a conductor. Can I talk with you for a minute? Uh, and maybe we can use some examples from the book. There are so many. My gosh, you did such a great job. Thank you. <laughs> you did such a great job in the book. Um, so many stories. But there is this water as a conductor. I don't know if I'm using the right language. Yeah, an amplifier. Amplifier. And yeah. so don't we have to be mindful of what we are amplifying? And so let me be clear. I noticed that on the West Coast here, because I am surrounded by water, and especially when I lived, like, almost like right there on the sound, I had to be more mindful of my intention. Because if I go back to your formula, you're saying intention. You're not saying, oh, well, wait a minute. It's only going to pay attention to the good intentions. But if I set an intention that's not so great, the law around water doesn't know the difference, does it? No. And the interesting thing is that there are many water creatures, stories, and artifacts that have been found that do use water in a very negative way. Uh, the huge temple in England, Bath, um, Sulis's temple in Bath, there were over 100 curse tablets found, and it's a water temple. So absolutely, it, it can go the, the negative way. So you do have to be so careful of what you're thinking and what you're putting out there and those intentions. And so let's talk about the direction that you go, the life you choose, and what's possible in the arena when we're talking about magic and law. See, this is what I love about these conversations. When we come back from break, Anne Wynne Avalon, gonna give away copies of the book. We're gonna enter the world of possibility when we talk about water witchcraft. And what is it about the world we're living in now, 
the fascination we have. And yes, I must say this to those of you out there that heard me talk about the movie Aquaman, where I was less interested in Aquaman and more interested in the princess who had actually more powers than Aquaman. Uh, so yeah, Aquaman, Aquaman, whatever you want to call it. But what is it about the feminine energies of water witchcraft that literally stop people in their tracks? Even in a movie that Tom Hanks did with a mermaid, why did that movie put this actor in stardom? What is it with our fascination and how do we use this to transform our lives? I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to let Amber talk about that. We'll be right back. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Music to soothe and heal. Get to know Dudley and Dean Evanson, two of the most popular musicians you've probably never heard of. Through their label, Soundings of the Planet, the Evansons have produced over 80 music albums and videos and recently have published their first book, Quieting the Monkey Mind, How to Meditate with Music. Visit soundings.com to explore their music, videos, and blog. Listeners have written incredible testimonies about the relaxing and healing effects of their music. Find out more by visiting soundings.com. Do you want the knowledge and wisdom to understand where spirituality, science, and psychology intersect? Then join the Karmic Path Radio Show with Tina and Laura on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Follow this charmingly, disarmingly dynamic duo as they explore how psychic ability, spirituality, and karmic law tie together. For more information on Tina, Laura, and their groundbreaking work, visit TheKarmicPath.com. Are you ready to consistently tap into the transcendent place where your whole being is available to you and access a higher level of ability and performance physically, cognitively, emotionally, and effectively? Then join us on ClearSpeak Talk Radio with Dr. Jeanette Wolf on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in every fourth Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to JeanetteWolf.com, Quantum Body, to sign up for your whole health mentoring. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Ah, Benny. Benny, Benny, Benny. Benny, Benny, Benny. Yeah. <laughs> How many more times do you want to say my where, name? I love it. Where do you get these songs from? What do you mean? That is so cool, man. 
I don't even know that song. Am I getting too old? Adele? Uh, no, that, yeah, I know. Not, don't, don't, even that wasn't that don't even go there. That wasn't that Don't even go there. Don't even go there. I think I've been watching too. I've been watching the news too much. Oh, yeah. All right, look, Benny, we've got three copies of this fabulous book to give away. Three of them. Let's open up the phone lines now, and I think we're going to skip the um. What do you call it? Uh, next break. One eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. Let's give away the first copy of Ann Wynn's book. One eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. Um. And when, before we really have some fun, like we're already having fun, how can people get a copy of the book if they don't receive one as a giveaway during the show? And then the other thing is, how do they find out more about you and the work you do? All right. Well, the book is sold everywhere. Um, there are many Barnes and Nobles that have them in stock. You can get them online. Indie Books is carrying them. Wiser Books, which is my publisher, is carrying them. Amazon, of course, is carrying them. Um, and you can actually get copies or, or direct links for copies off of my website, which is uh, pretty simple. It's waterwitchcraft.com. And there's a link right there on the homepage um, to different uh, like indie books and Amazon to purchase it. Love it. Okay. I shared a story with you um, during the break. And what I said was, as I'm reading your book, my God, there's so much in this book. And I love some of the exercises and I hope we can do a couple. Um, as I was reading your book, I was really struck by how my life changed. I, I went back uh, and I forget where you sit, talk about this in the book, but I went back at various points in time in my life and I looked at really pivotal times in my life that things changed ma major drastically and then I changed, right? And so I can point to different series of events in an early childhood, and I can point to a couple later on in my 20s. And then I had like a dark time where mm. I wasn't by the water. But here's what I want to share with you. When I moved to Seattle, I moved to the water. And then I went to school in L.A., water. But here's what I want to say. Some very pivotal things happened. For example, in 2003, I lived on Green Lake. I dialed a wrong phone number and I bought airtime on an internet only station. Now, you have to know that nobody was listening. Not it, There wasn't anybody listening to the internet, a radio. Into, there was no podcast hadn't been invented, right? But I did these things. And to my friends, they thought I was crazy. In 08, 09, a really bizarre circumstance with a station out of Westerly, Rhode Island, on the water where Taylor Swift has a house. They said to me, you've got to start a network. And I said, yes. Can you explain how water comes into play for us to truly manifest? Here's the last thing I want to say and then take it away. On my business card in 03, it said one thing and it still does today. It said I wanted to reach a million people to help them live life full out. That's an intention. So tell us about water witchcraft and how setting intentions like that and water, the interaction, can get us to where we want to go. Mm. Oh, let me start with uh, just a little bit of... Uh magical basics um so water is an amplifier and it amplifies uh, it absorbs and amplifies whatever you're putting into it whether that's drumming whether that's music words um but one of the most um probably popular ways of, of working water magic which most people probably don't think of is tea 
And I'm going to use that as an example because you take this, this herb that has medicinal properties and magical properties, and in order to really partake in its flavors and its, its magical and, and medicinal and health properties, we put it in the water. And then the water takes the properties of that particular plant and brings it into the water itself. And then you drink it and you partake of it that way. And so that can be done with just about everything. It can be done with crystals, but it can also be done with intent. And speaking the words of intent into, say, a glass of water will then charge it. And, and kind of bring that intent where then not only are you putting your intent into the water, but then you're partaking of that intentional water into yourself by drinking it, which then absorbs out into the rest of your, your body, which we're 60 to 80% of water. So it's, it's really amplifying and enhancing it. And what you're doing is continually bringing in this vibration of whatever that intent is. If it's finding a new job or, um, just, you know, finding a for life path or love. It doesn't matter. Health, healing. Um, and you continue to do this. Prayer is another way of charging water where you can say either prayers, incantations, or um, uh, words over and over and over again in order to charge that water and really continue to bring that vibration into your life. Um, but then I also wanted to talk a little bit about how um, the lake that you were, uh, were, were near when you decided to start your uh, radio station, you know, lakes are mirrors. They're also portals, especially ones that have uh, a connection to springs or spring fed. But still lakes can be used as scrying surfaces in order to um, reach into the other world mm. or into the spirit world to then get messages. And so this is a way of working directly with these spirits and, and letting images perhaps play out in your mind's eye or on the surface of a still lake. But it also takes on a mirror. And so if you are, if your particular path is X, Y, and Z, and perhaps you're doing X, Y, and B um, instead, the, mirror, the, the lake can work as a mirror and kind of reflect back to you that that image of, of this is, you're supposed to be X, Y, and Z. Here, look at this. And so then it can help you to manifest that by looking in the mirror. And interestingly enough, mermaids are often seen holding both a comb and a mirror. The comb creates a vibration on the water when you comb it. It's a certain, it's a particular type of vibration. And there's a story in the book about a fisherman by combing with a comb. But what we don't talk about is that mirror. What does that mirror mean? Why are they holding it? We always think, oh, well, they're so vain. But that's not necessarily the case because when you look at a lake, especially the surface of a lake, it is a mirror and it reflects back. And then also, I do believe that the spirits of the water, the water spirits, the genie loki, which um, is a Roman term for spirit of place. And if you don't do spirit work or believe in spirits, then energy counts. Um, it, it's the that spiritual vibrational energy that comes from the water and the spirits that, that dwell within. And mermaids, to me, um, are very much a water spirit. And I think that the sightings from, you know, sailors and, and 
stuff like that are actually true, except what they were seeing is they were peering into the other world and seeing them on the other side of the veil, which being on, you know, the ocean for a long time will definitely bring you into this watery portal. And uh, so there's that reflection of not only our shadow sides, but the positive sides and what we can actually achieve. Um, and then sacred wells, especially lakes that are connected to sacred wells or springs that are spring fed can then be used as portals through meditation. Um, but uh, it, it can be the access to mm -hmm. the other world. And I think that they have an agenda and that agenda is to wake us up yeah. to water, what it can do for our lives, but also what we can do to help preserve the water and then use that clean fresh water back in our own magic and our own transformation yeah and i i think that what we're talking about here is you literally capturing you know taking things from the headlines right now uh and let's go ahead and give away another copy of the book that went very very quickly 1-800-930-2819 benny will go ahead and uh give a, another copy of water witchcraft away uh, you know, I, I want to talk to you some of the ways that water that based on the magic and lore from from what you have in the book, the Celtic traditions. But what are the lessons that we are here to learn? And I don't want to say to kind of learn new, but sort of to resurrect, you know, these ancient teachings that were once uh, every day. I mean, they were every day everyday activities, whether it be local spirit water, whether it be calling the energy of the water, whether it be, you name it. But this is not something that ancient people looked at and looked at lightly. You know, water was revered. You know, we know it from when we look at the indigenous people here in the Pacific Northwest. You know, we're very clear about that. And, and you know, we're being reminded of it. So in the book, you go through and you talk about treasures of the sea. I want to take a moment to talk about some of the treasures of the sea to help us become more aware of how to use the energy and the power within them. All right. So um, I have always been a beachcomber for many, many years. Um, even as a very young child, I had the bucket full of treasures that I would bring home. Um, but I think that the most important thing is, well, there's a couple important things here with, with treasures from the sea is we do get these wonderful creatures that often wash up, but we have to be really uh, careful to make sure that there aren't live creatures, especially endangered creatures that may have washed up and to take them back to the ocean. I have found that when I do that, I'm blessed even more um, than it you know, trying to keep the live sand dollar. But uh, the treasures in the treasures in the bones of the sea, because essentially shells um, are very similar to a bone. They're just on the outside. Um, and so they, they have an ancestral ancient energy and they can be used together um, to, to cast, um, but they can also be used um, as powerful talismans of protection of healing um, and uh, divination. They can be used in um, magic as well for just uh, casting a spell, using them as a focal point. 
Um, there's things like such as the devil's toenail, which is one of my favorites because it sounds so mysterious, but really mm-hmm. it's just an oyster shell yeah. that, um, it, it resembles a nautilus shell. So it's just a, a fossil and it used to be carried as an amulet and it was used to help in healing for joint pain, um, and for, um, you know, the back pain in horses, they grind it up and feed it to them. Um, so there's, there's actual physical in this mundane world applications for some of these within folk magic, but then it goes even deeper. Um, and there's, there's magical intentions that can be used with a lot of these, um, for, you know, the snail shell, which is, it's that perfect spiral that we see. And that spiral is a very magical symbol that's seen in many, many cultures, especially the Celts, the triple spiral, or even just a single spiral or many spirals on one uh, rock carving. But that snail, it, uh, it mirrors that. And then through sympathetic magic, like attracts like, you can then tap into some of that spiral energy. But also snails can be, especially the white ones, the real pearlized white ones, can be uh, connected to the moon. And so then you can use them for lunar magic and lunar energy as well. But there's so many shells. They're vast, but they've been used for everything from luck to protecting the evil eye, protecting you from the evil eye, um, which is a, a it's a protection amulet that keeps the negative vibrations when someone throws shade at you. Yeah. You've been walking down the street with those brand new pair of shoes and you yeah. know that you look good and they are the best pair of shoes ever. And then someone walks by and just gives you a dirty look. That's yes. a lie. And that gives off very negative vibrations. And so different shells, especially ones that have a spiral look like an eye, can be used to kind of thwart that energy and protect you from it. Um, but they've been used for healing and peace and purity. They can be used in ritual, especially the big ones as vessels to hold water or to pour water. Um, and then things like Amber and Ammonite primordial energies that are just very ancient, um, have also been used for protection and healing work, um, and there's, I mean, there's so many, I could just go on and on and on. <laughs> well, I, but that is my point. Exactly. And by the way, thank you so much for the books. All of the books are gone. Oh, but wonderful. that is my point. Exactly. Because I think um, I want to go back to something you said, uh, Anwen, and that is, I want to go back to the comment that you wrote this book and this book is out here now so that we can be awakened. I really think that your efforts and yeah, let me just say Hollywood. I mean, there is no mistake possible that you can imagine, right? I mean, think about this, that what would be the odds? And I say all of a sudden, because I do think it's all of a sudden, but what would be the odds of there being so many pop culture, how should we say it? Creative representations of water, saving water, water beings, water witches, mermaids, wizards, so many in the past 15 years, right? I mean, Disney coming out of the gate. See, I don't think that's a mistake. I think it's like you said. I think water is reaching out and asking us to wake up, please, Please stop killing the sharks for their fins. 
and you the know, dolphins. stop mutilating yeah. dolphins. I, I, I mean, but the book that you write also gives us solutions. And I want to get to that. I know we've got a few minutes left. But before we do, can you please give people your website again? Sure. Very easy to remember. It's waterwitchcraft.com. Okay. So I, I'm not a practicing Catholic, but I grew up Catholic. And so I want to say this. Every time I go back to New York, you're from New York, right? You've lived there, at least been on the East Coast. When I go to like St. Patrick's Cathed- uh, uh, Cathedral, go back there, right, St. Patrick's, invariably, I run right to the holy water. And by the way, you can bottle the holy water and take it with you. Automatically, I got to do it. Got to yes. do it. Don't know why I got to do it, but I got to do it. It's because so, it has that healing power. Yeah. All right. Right. It does. Tell us, tell us about, you have so many in the book. What are your favorite healing water rituals? Oh, rituals. Okay. Or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But I want to hear your favorite. <laughs> oh, so um, my my absolute favorite, if I had to pick one and only one, would be um, in the UK in Bath. There's the temple, the Roman temple to Sulis Minerva, who's a thermal springs solar goddess um, that were was worshipped by the Celts and the Romans. And uh, I have partaken in her waters. I have done the same as you where I bring them home. I usually mail myself bottles of water um, wherever I go. Um, but that would probably have to be my, my favorite place. And I've partaken in her waters in the Therme Spa um, and been able to do ritual with my Avalonian sisters. And that was a pivotal point of transformation. I'd been working through a lot of grief and, and some blockages that uh, negative emotions and feelings and, and anger rightfully placed, but still there. Um, and she really worked that loose for me and, and just broke it all loose pushed it forward um and so you know i think that these water goddesses and spirits we we're born of the water we come from the water you know we come from the womb which is water and so i think that we're pulled back to it not only for that but i do think that water spirits are are speaking to us to wake up and it's not something that's brand new even though there's a ton of it happening and we've never seen it on this scale before there's the story of melusine which is found in the book a very short version she was a mermaid that uh, had two tails and was from her story was recorded in the the 13th century but she was uh, a scottish princess mermaid and she ended up founding luxembourg she ended up founding Lucien in France. Her, her sons or great-grandsons ended up being the king of Jerusalem for 10 years, Guy de Lucien. And then her descendants were heavily involved in the War of the Roses, which basically um, was, control, you know, it, the way that the monarch went, she had control of, of kind of how things went and, and influenced some of the, the her descendants and the people in there and her stories. She's always influencing people in order to bring forth a spring or to build a city. And I find it very, 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 very interesting about your connection with Seattle that you mentioned earlier, because there is Melusine in Seattle as well, mm. because the Starbucks logo the mermaid with two tails oh, right is melusine right. 
and she has a very big uh, presence there and a very big Starbucks sign. Um, and I actually taught a class specifically on her and in Seattle. And one of the women came up after me and said, she's like, not only can I see Melusine's sign from my house, but I live on a street called Prasina, which is Melusine's mother. And there is a spring in my basement. Mm. So it's, I never think it's coincidence. I do think that they have an agenda. And I think that they're working with us to heal the planet, protect the planet, to wake us up so that we can live healthy lives in a symbiotic relationship with nature and through clean, pure water. Wow. You know, this is really part of an energy, right, that has taken on, uh, let's just say it's been accelerating. And so there are so many things that you have put in your book about this. So many things. I mean, look, the oddest thing in the world, I think, for people that know me and know me as somebody that grow, grew up on, on the East Coast, they know that I grew up in the projects of New York. And those are the people that know me. And then they come to my house. And if you were sitting with me in my, in my studio here that I built now, Every picture on my wall are pictures done uh, by uh, two artists from Hawaii, and they are pictures of Hawaii. They're pictures of water or they're pictures of some representation. And they find that completely bizarre. But you explain it perfectly and beautifully in your book about the energy. And we have a very big vision and I'm not sure that we'd be able to enact the vision that we have if we were not here. So I want to thank you for laying this out and explaining it. And I have one last question. Please give out your website again. Tell people how they can get the book. And what is your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today? All right. So my website is waterwitchcraft.com. And um, I spend a lot of time on Instagram. If anyone is interested, that is probably my main platform. And Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, I do Water Witch Wednesdays, which is a live stream. We talk about water. I do oracle readings, Q&A. So feel free to join me there. Uh, my, I think my, my message that I really want people to understand is we come from water. We are so connected to water and we can't live without it. Bringing water into your life mundanely or spiritually, magically, is so important. Um, and, and just paying attention and, and seeing what's happening and paying attention to the news stories and, and working magic to not only help the water, but to heal ourselves. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.